Hey guys, Lady Ann here, and as promised, we have an interview today with the awesome chocolate stud, Mr. Garrison Spears, and yes, the S stands for stud. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So glad to have you as a friend of the show. Yeah, and I just want to throw this out there right now. I'm a first-time listener, long-time caller, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. A lot of people don't know who we are, so we're like a little hidden gem. Yeah. Yeah. That's but we, cool, though. But we have listeners all over the country, believe it or not. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey. Well, hello out there to all the listeners across the country. <laughs> so Garrison here um, works for the promotion WXW out of the uh, fabulous, uh, even lesser known, Mineola, Florida. Yeah, it's, it's also an indie gym that uh, has a couple of fans across the world, like... Yeah. Few people know about it. Yeah. The the cool kids know. Like kinda like you all. Like the the people who are in the know, the people who are like the low key cool ones or high key, I don't know. Yeah. They know. They know. Yeah. So I mean tell us, how'd you get started in the business? Uh well it all starts back when I was a kid and I watched professional wrestling on T V and I fell in love with it like a lot of people do and when I uh, got into my, I want to say mid-twenties, I realized that I still had some athleticism left over from high school, so mm -hmm. I wanted to give it a shot and pursue my passion. That's cool. Uh, who was your favorite wrestler? Growing up, yeah. I would definitely have to go either Eddie Guerrero. Actually, it's it's a revolving door, but there are a lot of great guys that I consider to be influences on me. Yeah. I know you're a big fan of Mysterio, because we, we talked about that when we met. Huge Ray Mysterio fan. Yeah. And the fact that he comes from the 619 and that I'm from Sacramento, California, not San Diego, California, <laughs> where our area code is the 916, I feel like there's some parallels there. Like, Yeah. Definitely. So uh, it, it, do you have a signature move called the 916? I do. Yeah? It, it, his comes from the uh, right, and yeah. I come from the left. Okay. It's like, it's the itty-bitty ting, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. the difference between under pressure and ice, ice baby. Oh, so it's ding, 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 ding. And... Theirs goes ding, 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 ding. It's that little bitty ding that actually yeah. like separates the whole thing, makes it completely different. That's dope. I think so. I mean, I would love to be able to uh, test it out, maybe have the battle of the 916 versus the 619 one day, or the battle of the 619 versus the 916 in the future. Ray Mysterio, if you're listening, if you're one of those worldwide fans of the show, go ahead, give me a holler. Holler at chocolatestud925 on Instagram. No kidding. Get at it. And Ray, if you ever want to come on uh, the pod, open invitation right here. Hey, you heard it right from Lady Ann's mouth right now. <laughs> so uh, when did you start wrestling? Uh, believe it or not, I actually started wrestling when I turned 26. I actually had my tryout my 26th birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you train at? I trained at the lovely and prestigious Wild Samoa Training Center right here in lovely Mineola, Florida. Yeah, that's uh, off of school, right? That's right. Off of the Wild Samoan number one. <laughs> wild Samoan number one. Oh, and he's wild. Yeah. And Samoan. Not to get racial, but he is. That is what it is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in the name. Yeah. So what's it like uh, training under Alpha? It's awesome. In fact, uh, it's actually... One of those things that is kind of surreal, I would have never imagined 10 years ago that like I could wake up in the morning and be texting a Hall of Famer that I watched <laughs> on TV when I yeah. was a kid like, and be like, hey, what are you doing? Like Just randomly. like I'll text him randomly and be like, 
hey, I'm at the market, I'm not doing anything. Like just the most inane things. And I'll always get a response, which is really, really cool. Like the man has a million things going on, including his own life with his family and mm -hmm. WXW and the training center and the things that he's got his hands in with the uh, WWE. Mm -hmm. And he always stops and makes time for me like I'm one of his own kids. Wow, that's cool. You know, I have to say, when I uh, went to your show last month, uh, it was it was pretty dope. Um, you guys were setting up for the next uh, scene in, in the taping, and, you know, he comes out, and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, it's awful. Like, he's a legend, you know? <laughs> that's how I felt. The first, that's how I feel. <laughs> not even just the first time I met him. I feel like that sometimes when, like, we're, when it's just he and I, like, we'll either be in the office or we'll be, like, at the show or something like that or we'll be at the training center. And it'll just be he and I for a second, and I'll like stand there and just be like, "Wow, I, I can cuss on here, right?" Of course. Like, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what? Like, I know this man. Like, I know off of the walls of I I know him. I've met his brother. I I know his family. This like, yeah. What the fuck? And so, you guys, just so you know, for my non-wrestling fan listeners, um, Afa's brother is Sika, uh, Wild Smile number two. Um, right. Also, Roman Reigns' dad, and everybody knows uh, my thing for Roman, and uh, we're not going to talk about the time I met him on this pod. We talk about that enough on the other episodes. You know what? And, like, I didn't want to get political right now, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to hijack your, uh, sure. your, your airwaves for a second here, because... Uh, you know, people, they, they, they talk about the state of the times that we're in right now. And they they want to talk about, uh, like, I'm not going to name this person because I feel like I've already gotten into a political uh, endeavor right now by starting this conversation. But I'm saying that they, they rag on this man's family. They rag on this man's hair. They rag on the, like, the, the way that he, he speaks. But I'm going to come out and say it right now. I support Roman Reigns 100%. See that? You guys thought I was talking about the president. Ah! I love it. You know what? Um, I want to take this opportunity to understand my vantage point, and it's not just because he's hot. Uh, that's a big part of it for me. It really is, and, and we all know that. Um, but he's a hard worker. I mean, and people don't realize that, and he's good. He can go in the ring. Is he to the point where I think he can bring somebody up to a good match? Probably not, but he can definitely be brought to a good match. I, I'm going to have to disagree with that okay. because I feel like there are guys out there who are uh, like capable of being an actual credible threat to his championship reign that haven't had that, that match, that standout match yet. Like uh, Dean Ambrose is a good example. Mm -hmm. Dean, Ambrose, Dean Ambrose has had several great matches throughout his career. Like, yeah. he's, he's got a beautiful career. Dean Ambrose, I'm a big fan. No disrespect by anything that I'm saying right now, but in the WWE, as far as the my from a stand from a fan standpoint of it, yeah, is that I haven't seen that like one match that like I'll tell my grandkids about yet mm -hmm. from him. Seth Rollins on the other hand, I've seen that guy have like there this oh, year alone. I mean, no, he's I, got. I, I rave about that WrestleMania Money in the Bank cash in because I still feel like, as far as a professional wrestling, as far as the pageantry of WrestleMania and the psychology of where you can take a story, like as far as mm -hmm. like pushing the bounds of drama, that is the pinnacle of what you can do. Mm -hmm. And like to have him play this uh, really mean just dirty, dirty bad guy during the entire year 
and then finally come out and be against two people that nobody really wanted to, nobody yeah. had really any interest in watching wrestle. No offense to Brock Lesnar and no offense to Roman Reigns, but like, fuck, why do I sound like Meltzer right now? I don't want to sound like Yeah, that. no, we don't like Meltzer on the show. Fuck He's not a friend Dave of the Meltzer. show. If, no, fuck him. And while, if you're and while, listening, Dave Meltzer, you can eat a whole bag of dicks. Give that eight stars. I would give it ten, because you're a hoe-ass bitch, and you just, I don't know. I was a fan as a kid, but like, eventually... Like most people, I grew up and then I saw through your bullshit. So while we're uh, motherfucking people right now, um, I want to take this opportunity uh, to say fuck Hulk Hogan. Yeah, fuck the Hulk Hogan. I'm going to quote the Iron Sheik on that. Fuck the Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's... If I mean, if you don't, if that's a segue into that, then fuck it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I mean, we, we talk a lot on uh, our show just about diversity and wrestling in general and, and, and whatnot. And, and Brad and I are advocate. I'm sorry, BGB. We'll, we'll bleep that out. Huh. <laughs> hey, we're live, pal. We're live. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we take the opportunity on the show to talk about a lot of different social issues because oftentimes wrestling storylines mirror that. Uh, but you know, I have you on the show as you know as a black man. I want to hear your perspective on uh, this whole Hogan apology, if you can call it that. Well, I I personally uh, I didn't hear it, so it doesn't count. And not only that, but what I did read and uh, hear secondhand or thirdhand, I feel like the internet is thirdhand. That's thirdhand news, definitely. I, I would what, agree. Fleetwood Mac has the song "Secondhand News." Mm-hmm. Internet is definitely thirdhand news. But from what I read. I think that it wasn't so much an apology for saying what he said, it was an apology for being caught saying what he said. And there's a big difference in that. That's almost, I agree. That's almost like that itty-bitty ting, but at the same time, that's a big ting. Yeah. Know? Yeah, he's sorry he got caught, which doesn't really excuse the whole crux of the issue, which is him saying the N-word. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Like You can't... I feel like it would be one thing if he showed remorse for actually the people that he let down, the people that he hurt, that mm-hmm. who were, like, lightweight Hulk Hogan fans, like, or, or heavy Hulk Hogan fans, people who fuck with him heavy. Like, me personally, I'm always going to be a Randy Savage guy. Oh, yeah! Yeah, yeah. always, for life. Either him, Flair, or Steamboat. Or, you know, like, I just... Warrior, people shit on Warrior, people shit on... Well, Warrior. he's fucking crazy, too. Yeah, and, and Warrior had his... Uh, I'm pretty sure Warrior... if. YouTube isn't lying, and uh, the videos that I saw aren't lying. I'm pretty sure that, uh, not to talk ill on the dead, but I'm pretty sure Warrior had his streak of things that he said that I'm positive that he probably regretted. Yeah. I don't know if he regretted it. I think it's along the lines of Hogan, maybe. I can't say he was sorry he got caught because it was on his uh, radio show. And now that, when people just shit on him anyways. Like, let's yeah. be real. They made an entire, like, I don't care. I don't. If you're if you're listening to this right now, then you know that everything that I'm saying is facts. And so, if I'm not going to be on the PW 500 list or whatever next year, I don't give a fuck, dude. You got <laughs> it's just a list. So, it's like the how I, there's no way to put this without like actually sounding like I'm like shitting on this man right now. But the WWE actually put out a DVD years ago called The Self-Destruction of the, of the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like a fucking two-hour roast session about people just like having nothing but horrible things to say about him, about him and like showing like 
matches that you probably wouldn't even have ever seen the light of day of unless you are watching the network for nine ninety nine. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we just no, I'm not network. plugging their shit. I'm not going to plug that shit. Get the WXW network. It's literally five ninety nine. It's four dollars less than nine ninety nine. And no, you're not going to get all the the, the 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 WrestleManias and things like that. But you've already seen all the WrestleManias. But what there are are there are archives of guys like Dave Batista, guys like The Undertaker, guys like Kane, guys like this man that you're listening to, the Chocolate Stud. And it dates all the way back to the '80s to today. The WXW Wrestling Network. Look it up, and I just plug that right now. That's fine. You can plug whatever you want on the show. You know, we really should get an endorsement deal because we we plug people all day, and they don't give a shit. They don't put us over. Totally. I know. I was gonna say we were putting over Yingling earlier, even though the price was like one ninety two. Like, yeah. Still, I mean, and that's a that's an extraordinary value for a traditional logger like that. It, it really is. I just read that off the bottle. Yeah. If you're listening, Yingling, I'll take an endorsement. <laughs> I want to be the first wrestler who's endorsed by High Life and uh, Swisher Sweet at the same time. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. I thought Matt Riddle had a Swisher Sweet deal, but I guess not. Yeah. So obviously you're a fan. Um, I'm a big fan. I still yeah. I still watch the product. To yeah. Like, actually, that's that's kind of a lie. I watch my friends. I watch the people that I like and the people that I know. Okay. And that's about it. Yeah. Or, or we'll catch like the highlights of something really important happened. Yeah. Did you watch SummerSlam? I did. I watched SummerSlam is uh, the probably besides WrestleMania this year the only pay no one of the only pay per views that I watched in its entirety. Yeah, I actually thought it was pretty good. I, I was a little shocked. I did. I was actually thoroughly impressed with SummerSlam from the top to the bottom of the card. The one thing that I uh, would have done differently is like I just wouldn't have had the Money in the Bank match in there. Yeah, I, I really thought it was pointless because they built Braun up to be this monster and he squashes KO like in a couple seconds and then all to lose. And I get the sh- you know, all the shit came out with Roman and, uh, you know, whatever, but it was pointless. It really was. It was, uh, I want to say, a lot more flash than uh, bang. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and really, Braun winning the Money in the Bank briefcase was somewhat pointless, too. I mean, because he's a monster, he doesn't need the briefcase. Okay, and see, and that's another thing, too, is, like, that and the uh, Finn Balor-Baron Corbin match. If I could, like, if I could have redone that whole pay-per-view, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, now I'm entering some what culture, cultaholic, fucking... Uh, We're going to make booking great again? Yeah, who's the other... <laughs> there's another Mark out there who does, like, the like the fantasy booking thing. Steven Larson? Oh, shout out to Steven Larson. They're Sacramento guys. What's up? Like, they're, they're, yeah, but fuck them, too. They've never put the chocolate stand over. Yeah? Actually, I think they did mention me on their show once. Really? Because I was on an episode of NXT, and they were like, yeah, the guy who looked like he was naked in the ring. <laughs> because I, what? <laughs> I would wear tights that, like, actually kind of looks, it looks just like white skin color almost. But it says stud, like the Snickers logo across mm-hmm. the back. And, like... I remember a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you look like you're naked when you're out there. And so, like, I just I just kind of ran with it. And so, like, most of my tights are brown tights. Like, so you've uh, been enhancement talent on a local show? Oh, yeah. I yeah. like to think of my speci- myself as, like, special intense- enhancement talent. Yeah? What what I'm makes it special? That it's me. That it's the stud. Yeah. So speaking of that, uh, where did you come up with the name Chocolate Stud? Actually, funny story. I'm going to go... Because... Uh, we're, we're live in an undisclosed location where I can grab another beer. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's a completely uh, random funny story, but I was in a mini feud with my rival at the time. This guy is Ace Raddick, also aka Aaron Landis. He's out there. Big shout out to Aaron, to Aaron Landis because he's like one of my favorite opponents in the ring. Too bad we never actually had a good match. But, like, that's more or less my fault. I'll take that. And, uh, actually, that's not true. We, it's not that we didn't ever had a, a good match. We just never had a match that you and I were happy about. So, with that being said, shout out to you. But, uh, I cut a promo on this guy. And he said something about, uh, wanting, it's, I'm not trying to put anybody's business out there, but, like, he, uh, he actually is a diabetic. Okay. And so like, and we trained together at the Wildsmiller Training Center. And so like, I would always like, just as a rib, like be like, Ace Radic has diabetes, pipe bomb, and then I just like walk off, you know, like, and it caught on like to the point where it wasn't like a joke. It was just like more or less. It was kind of uh, a term of endearment. That's how we. Sure. Were. And so, I I cut this promo and I said something about like his sugar level or something like that being high, <laughs> and that. If uh, he was like, oh no, I told him that he was like a vanilla dud and that I was the chocolate stud. Oh. And it just stuck from there. And just I love it. And just ran. So were you wrestling under a different name back then or is this why you were just still like straight up training? I actually, it was, uh, it was in a good, like heavy two years into like actually wrestling, wrestling, like okay. being on cards and being part of other shows and stuff like that and uh it was just one of those things where like i have a lot of nicknames i have a lot of nicknames like um the nuclear man that's one of the nuclear that's, man the nuclear man that's because i have a lot of heat okay <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that because i mean you oh, after people hear this i'm gonna have more heat I don't, I don't see that, because at the show I went to, I mean, you were so over. I mean, you had your little fan section. Oh, I don't have heat with the fans. I have heat with, like... Oh, in the locker room. Yeah, no, not even the locker room. I have heat with the office half the time. Like, heat with the office? They're like, why did you say that? Like, why did you do that? Like, mm. why, you know, like... I, I don't know why, but, like, I kind of get a kick out of, uh, you know, bucking the status quo, if you will. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people are kind of old school in the business right now. And are actually, I, I hope that they stay old school in this business forever because that's what it's based on. But a lot of people see things that I do as, like, lightweight, disrespectful. And so they're just like, yo, like, you need to tone it down. Yeah. But I have many, many nicknames. Like, uh, the Domestic Desperado, the Handsome Phantom, the Champion of the Universe... Uh, the champion, the actual championship of the universe is sitting right next to Lady N right now. Um, yes, I came out with the championship of the universe in 2013 before anyone else, not even Kevin Owens, had it. And guess what? I turned on Monday Night Raw, or actually I got a phone call from several people and they told me to turn on Monday Night Raw. And they unveiled so did, the championship So someone of the in this other promotion in Central Florida... Stole your idea, didn't they? I know damn well y'all are listening. They're listening in Orlando. They be stealing my shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. It is, but at the same time, it's kind of flattering. Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, what, I mean, what's your plan here? I mean, do you want to, do you want to go to the E or? I wouldn't mind it. I feel like, uh, if that's where the road takes me, I think that I would 
be a great asset to their product. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you can stick me anywhere. You can stick me in NXT. You can throw me on 205 Live. If they're if they make the Women's Revolution uh, weekly thing, I would love to be a part of that. Like, as far as like, I would love to manage, like that turn that whole thing around we're in 2018 who's to say that women can't have valets like two or more oh people. no I agree with you there's a whole area there that's just gray and lacking yeah yeah I mean we really don't see female wrestlers managed by a, ma- a male a, you know wrestler no. manager or whoever you know I can think of two women off the bat that I would love to manage who one Sonya Deville okay because I just I love the whole boxing MMA Mm-hmm. Dangerous, like yo. Know, the fact that she pulls her hair back to fight is, I think, the most realistic thing in all of women's wrestling. This is true. I love that. Yeah, put your and hair up and square up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yo, that's every. I, I've known a couple of scrappy ladies in my life. I have five sisters, and each one of them are a lot meaner than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and they always seem to do that. Like, and this is black women's hair, and like they're just pulling pulling it back. Wrapping it up, pull the earrings out. Guess what? It's go time. And like the product that we had been given about like female wrestling and women's wrestling mm-hmm. up until now is that like most of these women are going to come out there with hair extensions and come out there and be all glammed up and stuff like yeah. that. That doesn't have to be that way. We're seeing that now. Yeah. That's Although Sonya Deville is very, very, very easy on the eyes. I will say that. She is. Very, very beautiful woman. Sonya, if you're listening. She doesn't play for your team, though. Don't even care. Alrighty then. So who's the second uh, wrestler you say you manage? Nia Jax. Yeah. I would love to. And I could see that. I mean, the big little combo would be really cool. Yeah, she and Nia. She's also a very beautiful. woman. She is very beautiful. She's also that. See, everything goes full circle because she's got the relation to Alpha Guatemala. Yes. Part of the family. I would love to uh, actually manage her because. One, I think that she has a really great character, and two, I feel like physically, like she is capable of doing it all three. Like, in fact, that's one of the things that I'll say is that this is probably the most talented generation of female wrestlers that I've ever seen in my entire life, straight up. And that's coming from like, yes, I'm old, guys, and like I remember Glow, and I remember like the way that uh, WCW did try to have a women's division, and you had ladies like Mona who became Molly Holly and you had ladies like Medusa who will forever be Alondra Alondra Blaze Mm -hmm. come out there and actually blaze a trail for all the way that uh, things are now. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I never thought I'd see in my lifetime women's wrestling the way it is now. Um, Because, I mean, really, up until recently, there was still the, you know, bra and panties matches and pillow fights and all this stupid shit they would subject them to. And, uh, you know, now you're seeing them like actually grapple and you know get the same kind of reaction that the guys do. I agree, and I feel like wrestling, just like its fans, it has matured. Yeah. Because it's like. It's Would you one- say it's evolved? <laughs> now you're plugging. Too, we're plugging way too much fat shit now. Or uh, I don't even. Maybe that's a plug for evolve. Like if you, I'm not really trying if, to plug anything. I was just being cheeky. I was gonna say if anybody in the office at evolve is listening. Holler at your boy. I'll work for you guys. I would love to do that. I feel like that's a that's a really cool company. They're, that's one of the greatest things about living in Central Florida. Not to get off topic, but I've done that a lot. It's okay. off topic, but uh, Evolve is like 
one of the uh, cool pinnacle companies out here in Central Florida, but there are a lot of like this is like the melting pot, the 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 mecca of independent wrestling is Central Florida. It's really great. Yeah. Well, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that WWE had their uh, development, one of their development of territories in Tampa. Um, and that's why, you know, you bump into wrestlers at Publix and whatever. Um, or at your local indie show, which yeah. is how I met you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, oh my God, but like, speaking of that old place, I remember that uh, Dale Mabry, like, that's yeah. what it was. I actually, I was going through a box of my old stuff because I actually, like, when I decided that I wanted to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. There was a tryout going on out here, and I lived in California at the time, and so I flew three thousand miles, only to be told at the door, like, because the ma- the letter was in the mail when I was on the flight. Oh, that, wow! Like, Yo, know, there's not enough space. You, like, sorry, Charlie. Out. Yeah. Yeah, basically, because they basically sent me my money back, and so like there was nothing really I could do about it at all. And so like, uh, luckily they were really nice about it, and they're just like, hey man, like. Hopefully, there's something in the future that can happen for you. Yeah. So. so, how did you end up in Florida, ultimately? I mean, what made you decide to train at the Wild Smoke School? There are three people that I talked to that uh, highly recommended off of the Wild Smoke. Pops. I call him Pops, so I'm going to okay. refer to him as Pops from here on out. Who, uh, who had uh, told me to look into Pops' school, and that was Norman Smiley. Jack Briscoe and Ted DiBiase. Okay. And I met all these men in the same night. Oh wow! Because I was at the WrestleMania Hall of Fame after party for WrestleMania 26. Okay. And they were just like, like I kind of snuck in, and like some people thought my like I might have been crew or something like that, mm-hmm. or like I might have been a worker, and some people knew like for a fact like I've never seen this fucking guy before in my life, like uh, Christian. Jay Rezzo, I yeah. think his name is. Like, I don't... Also lives in Tampa. Shout out to him. I don't... Uh, I'm not giving that guy a fucking... Yeah, he puts out. himself over too much. No, it's not even that he puts himself over. It's the fact that, like, as, like, my first time meeting him, just a dick. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck what... Like, I don't give a fuck if he hears this. And, like, if you if you really feel some type of way about it, see me. And I'm not sorry. You won't even get a Canadian apology about this. So sorry, not sorry. Not sorry. Definitely not sorry. Not sorry. So we're at the uh, Hall of Fame after party, and like we're just chilling. We're just minding our own business. Like it's my, it's me and my uh, then girlfriend at the time, and I meet Edge again. Like I met Edge when I was like sixteen, and I saw him again when I was like twenty five, and he was like, "Hey, like blah blah blah." We were talking. We were talking about the time that I had met him before because he showed me the Intercontinental Championship in Sacramento, California, because he was the champion at the time and he had the night off. Mm-hmm. And like, so, like, I'm outside of the arena about to go in, and he was just like, Oh, yeah, like, I see everyone like, dart across the parking lot. Yo, Edge, what the hell? What are you doing? Like, I, I came here to watch your wrestling. He's just like, Yo, got the night off. I'm not going to be here. It was the same night that Kurt uh, Angle sprayed the milk. It was the milk truck night. <laughs> so. Like, we were talking about that and just kind of, like, laughing about it. Like, he's like, oh, wow, that was so long ago, but I remember that. Christian walks up. And Christian's like, who the fuck is this fucking Mark? And, like, how the fuck did he get in? Who do you know here? Like, who do you know? Wow, that's kind of aggressive. <laughs> Very aggressive. The coolest thing in the world happened, though. 
that point. John Hannigan, Johnny Nitro, Johnny, Johnny Mundo, Johnny, you know, Johnny Impact, <laughs> Friday Night Delight. This man who is a, is a UC Davis alumni, shout out to Davis, California, my hometown. He walks up and he goes, yeah, they're from Davis, like me. I They know me and I know them. And like, yo, it proceeds to just like chill with us. Dolph Ziggler walked over, like it was just, and it became like this thing where like he felt kind of outnumbered about like not wanting us to be over there and he just kind of pouted. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck it. Like, and ever since then I've had a bad taste in my mouth about it. I don't blame you. I mean, I, I listen to it as a pot, more because of Edge, and uh, you know they have other wrestlers on there, so I always like to check out the competition. Yeah, shout out to Edge, though. Edge, you're the dude for real. You're the you are the man, sir. Love, respect. <laughs> yeah, I listen to him. And he's just he just comes off as such a I don't know. Uh, I mean, he, a dick. But there was something else I was going to say. I will say that he does. He he. He's does a smug like, dick. That's what I was gonna say. No, he. I feel like his personality, as far as what he portrays on like TV and on the radio, is actually very entertaining. It's actually really cool. But as far as meeting the man uh, as a fan, mm-hmm. I would not be in a rush to meet me right now as a wrestler if I was. Not. Gotcha. Who's the coolest person you've met? The coolest person I've met so far is Chris Jericho. Really? Easily. Besides off the wall, one besides pops, Chris Jericho has been one of the coolest cats I've ever met. Yeah. Because I've met this man like at least three times in life. And at least three times he's been like, even if he really didn't remember me, he's been like, hey, like, I dig that. I think yeah. that's like really cool. I gave him a uh, Big Lebowski prop. It's a Ralph's Club card that like, uh, it's, a, it's a prop from the movie. I gave that the last time I saw him because I was just like, you know, just if you, if you don't remember me, then like I understand, but like keep this so that you can remember. Because, like, yo, this guy, like, he's just one of the most genuine people I've uh, encountered as far as, like, somebody who is, you're, they tell you that you're never supposed to meet your idols. Yeah. Or not your idols, but your heroes, because I don't think there is anybody that I analyze like that. But they tell you don't ever meet your heroes because they'll only disappoint you. Yeah. Never been disappointed by meeting Chris Jericho. Not once. That's cool. He's one of the few I haven't ran into. Yeah. And he lives, I think he lives in Tampa. He does, yeah. Yeah, he is the man, though. Like, legit. Like, Jericho, when... I The only reason why I even went to WrestleMania 26 was because Jericho was the champion. I was like, yeah, it was Jericho and Edge. And I was like, I have to be there for that. Because Edge was... Edge is actually, like... Uh, I wouldn't say that he's influenced anything as far as my entering style is concerned. But as far as, like, my uh, character is concerned, mm-hmm. like... I love the fact that he was just like this dastardly bad guy. And yeah. He like he was okay. He was actually great at being a good guy because he was such a bad bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a that's an amazing thing about Jericho. Is it doesn't matter if he's a face or heel. I mean, he really commits to the character uh, either way. You know, and he's phenomenal at both because some people are better as a face or better as a heel. He's the he's the one that he can do it all. He really can. And I think that Jericho actually transcends people's expectations of what a professional wrestler is because excuse me I remember uh, one of my greatest memories of growing up watching him wrestle was when he was going to fight Chris or was he was going to fight Goldberg and he had called Goldberg out that episode and like 
he was just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna walk to the ring, blah blah blah, and like so he's walking to the ring and he just like gets lost, like 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 they go one way and like they end up there in the cafeteria, they go another way, they're in the bathroom, they go another way, they're in the locker room, they they like walk all around the backstage area and like he's just like, yeah, like I, I can't get to the ring right now, I don't I don't even know, but like the fact that they do like a little homage to this is Spinal Tap with that with that whole like getting lost in the back area, sure fucking great like yeah if you've never seen this spinal tap check that shit out because that is one of the greatest movies ever made great awesome so who would you say has influenced your in-ring style i mean besides mysterio i would say there's i try to put a little bit of jericho in what i do i try to like have the fluidity of like Shawn michaels and i like to have the footwork of whatever okay Dig that. So, uh, when you're not wrestling, what do you like to do? Pretty much anything and everything. Like, I'm a big, big movie fan, and I love old music. Like, uh, I wouldn't say old music. I love all music, but, like, I'm a record collector, and I, uh, kind of a concert hunter. Like, I, if I hear that there's something cool going down somewhere, I have no problem driving or flying out to go see what's going on. Just, like, What's the last concert you went to? Last concert I went to was Wiz Khalifa and Ray Sherman. Oh, cool. That was just in Tampa a few weeks ago, right? It was. Yeah. It was legit. I got a contact high. It was... <laughs> Luckily, there's no wellness policy in my life right now, so... Oh, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, can we peel back the curtain for a little bit? Uh, depends on how far back you want to pull it. Okay. So, technical question and... Uh, I think I already know the answer to it. So you wear trunks. I do. Okay. So do you wear something under the trunks or, or no? See, this is one of those questions that like if I was a report if I was an interviewer and I was asking this to you, yeah. Like, then this would be awkward. It's not so much a sexual thing. We're just wondering more so is that so especially in the PG area era, if you will, are you wearing something else so that there is no wardrobe malfunction? I should have rephrased that. Sorry, I like. No, you're good. Me. I was just giving you shit. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you brought up an excellent. Point. I'm not one of those like, hey, like, I I'm probably if you meet me in life, like, I'm probably one of the most P. I'm one of the least PC people <laughs> you'll ever meet. Not trying to give too much away, just in case there is a wellness policy out there, or there is like some uh, potential uh, endeavors <laughs> certain places. But um, I would say, like, do you want the straight up answer? Like, yeah, I want, I want the, I want the real uh, answer. Well, I rock. I don't know if it's the same for everybody else, but I rock a mankini under that thing. Like, that's just it's straight banana hammock. Okay. You know, I feel like it guards from uh, potential wardrobe malfunction. Yeah. You know, and uh, I feel like I just I don't think I've ever wrestled just free balling it. Yeah. I might have to try that one night. Just go out there, commando. See, this this podcast is just revolutionizing wrestling right now. It's true. I'm going to make sure it's a Monday night, though. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely not going to work. So the other question I wanted to ask, we see this. Like, some guys chew gum in the ring, and to me, it's a little odd. Or what are they chewing? Is it not gum? No, there are guys who chew gum in the ring. I mean, me personally, like... I, I'm... What if that gets in your hair? That's all I can think that's of. That's what I think about. I don't like that shit at okay. all. Okay. 
I'm not a fan of the gum chewing. Like me personally, there are guys who like make it look cool, like Triple H. Shout out to Triple H. <laughs> uh, like Triple H always, I think, made that look cool when I was a kid. Like growing up watching him wrestle and like him going out like with the chewing gum in his mouth, it looked like he only gave a shit about beating the fuck out of whoever was in the ring. Right. You know, and that's like there's a certain swag about that that you just you don't even fuck with. But like nowadays, like I see guys with the gum in the ring and like it's cool for certain guys. Like uh, Trent Beretta and uh, Chuck Taylor, like that works for them. I think that, like the whole chewing gum. Yeah, thing. but people like going to town, like. No, but I feel like I think that they spit it out, like either uh, before the match or like sometimes they make it a part of the match. But there's they're usually pretty good with that. Like, but I feel like there are certain cats out there who just come on, give it up. Yeah. And I know that if I want to like do that, then I simulate it. I don't. I don't ever have any gum in my mouth. I'll just be like... So, uh, right now, Garrison is uh, miming chewing gum since you can't hear or see what he's doing. Fucking (laughs) schmoz, fucking clothesline, fucking powder. (laughs) That's an inside joke. Anybody out there who gets that, then kudos to you. (laughs) Kudos to you. So, what's next for the chocolate stud? Uh, the Chocolate Stud is going to be out here in Mineola, Florida, wrestling at the WXW 20th anniversary. I believe it's the 20th anniversary, yes. Yeah. And it is September 8th, and that is actually what? Next week. Yeah, that's literally a week from today. Yeah. I better sober up before then, because, jeez. But no, it's going to be a great show. Uh, we've got Rocky Johnson coming out. We've got... Sika and Alpha are going to be united, uh, or reunited, I should say. The Alpha, or excuse me, the Wild Simones are going to be together. We've got Samu, Samula, one, the third of the third member of the Wild Simones coming out for that. That's going to be great. We've also got uh, Haku, Who? who's going to be in the house, and uh, Ricky Santana. And uh, we've also got a su- surprise special guest coming down from the WX, the WWE Performance Center, who is a name. I don't know who it is. They didn't tell me anything. Just like my matches, just like my position on the card, they don't tell me anything until that night, and then they get the best results. There you go. What's your favorite spot to be on the card? Personally, like if uh, if I get to choose, I would choose either curtain jerking or I would go like really right before the main event. Yeah. Why curtain jerking? you get to like kind of make up what the entire night looks like so you're setting the tone for the you night do. yeah Literally, you go out there high just uh, house of fire higher the mountain just letting the people know that like the electricity in the air isn't the lights above you it's what's going on right down here in the ring that's when you capture their imagination and once you've got their imagination the story is theirs to be told yeah so it's interesting. Uh, you said the your other choice was before the main event. Why not the main event? I mean, isn't that the whole end game? I feel like the main event has a lot to live up to, mm-hmm. and like even the main event can be shown up. And like that match right before the main event is the last stop. That's the last stop before you get to your destination. Okay. And so it's like you have one shot. It's like the song "Lose Yourself" by Eminem. Shout out to Eminem, Detroit. What? Like that's that's it. You get one shot, mm-hmm. and so you can either 
do what everybody else is doing, or you can do something completely different that like maybe doesn't overshadow the main event, but at the same time makes people think about your match while they're watching the main event. Yeah. And that's all I want to be is I just want to be like I want to accept people. I don't want to be I don't ever want to be the greatest professional wrestler. I don't really care if I ever work for the WWE, but I wouldn't mind it. I actually, I would love it. That's really <laughs> been the dream. But if it never happens, it doesn't happen. But if there is a place that I can go to and a part of my craft that I can turn into something that can be lucrative enough for me to become an idea, like like Batman. Okay. Like Batman isn't in in the sense of the real world that we live in. Batman is a character created by Bob Kane. But in the world that Batman exists in, mm-hmm. Batman's an idea. He's a legend that's told. Nobody's ever actually seen him. Nobody actually really knows what he does. But they know that he exists. He's a symbol of something bigger than himself. And that's all I want to do. That's deep. Holy shit, I just got existential, didn't I? You really did. I do that to Yeah. Lots of Cal- layers. <laughs> I'm from California. We do that, right? We're weird people. We're just the weirdest Yeah. Especially Northern California. Yeah. We're a lot higher up. Wink. Wink, wink. Rob Van Dam. <laughs> Shout out to Rob Van Dam. Battle Creek Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Van Dam. I, I'm sorry. Like, I just, there's random wrestlers. That, like, that's how big wrestling is as part of my identity. Is that, like, they're, like, as a fan, as, as a wrestler, is it, like, they're just, like, certain things that I, like, correlate to, to different people in the wrestling business. Well, wrestling's life. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, I'm going to shoot straight right now. Yeah, I use the word shoot right now. Wrestling is a shoot. Like, there are certain things that they, everything that they give you on the screen is what you're getting. There's no way lying to you about it. You know what you're signing up for when you watch it. Life is a fucking work. You don't know what you're getting. You don't know what the next moment brings. And half the time, when people are saying that they're doing one thing, they're doing another. Never really looked at it that way before, but you're right. Hey. Damn. A wise man once told me, son, son, don't take it too seriously, son. <laughs> so I think we'll end that on a high note. <laughs> Shout out to RVD again. There you go. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, holler at your boy Chocolate Stud nine two five on uh, Twitter, or holler at Mister. Actually, no, it's Mister nine two five one on Twitter, and it is Chocolate Stud nine one six on Instagram or Chocolate Stud nine two five on Instagram. Either way, either way, you, you can't go wrong with either one. Can't go wrong. No, or just look up Garrison S. Spears on Facebook. Like, I'll, I'll friend you back. Unless you come off as, like, one of those, like, bots or whatever. Or we have, like, three mutual friends and they're all people that I don't know. Or an ISIS leader. Yeah. I feel you. All right, guys. We'll check out Garrison uh, next weekend for our Florida listeners at uh, WXW, September 8th at... Doors open. They open at 6.30. If you go in and you give your boy a three-piece on the way in, or anybody a three-piece, then uh, they won't give you a discount, but you'll have given them a three-piece. Yeah. So go out, support the Chocolate Stud and all the awesome uh, indie wrestlers uh, here in uh, beautiful Mineola, Florida. And until then, uh, much love to you guys. Lady Ann and the Chocolate Stud are out.
Yo, it's been lit. It's been lit. Chocolate.